When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Do do I need to give a trigger warning on this one? I, I, as I was doing the notes on this and the outline, I was like, I, want, I wonder if people are going to get triggered by this episode. But I decided to just kind of give a disclaimer at the beginning. And some of you might be like, why would people get triggered? Well, because let's face it. When we start talking about our wardrobes, our clothes, our style, it can be, it's such a personal thing for so many of us, right? I mean, some of the things I'm going to cover today could be things that like, oh, just kind of push a button. But I am here to tell you, I have made all 10 of these mistakes, not just once, but multiple times, even recently. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I have done. I'm going to give you very detailed information on how I've made some of these mistakes. Now, this is mostly geared towards women. Uh, in fact, I would say this is an episode for women in our wardrobes. And um, the reason why is because a lot of times, I mean, think about it with our with our husbands, our boyfriends, our whatever significant others, you know, my husband doesn't think about his wardrobe and clothes and style in the same way that I do. I mean, he's, he's, you know, someone that likes to look nice, but he doesn't face the same challenges that a lot of times that we do. And um, also, I want to just let everyone know this, I mean, no criticism by any of this or you know, to shame anybody. And by proving that I'm going to really super overshare with you guys on some of this. And because what I've I learned as a professional organizer, that when it comes to decluttering closets and dressers and and women's clothing and spaces, we hold on to things for a variety of reasons for a lot of those reasons. And a lot of those reasons are things that I'm going to go over in this episode. And a lot of it has to do with being very like body conscious. Um, a lot of us have issues um, where we have areas of our body which we don't super love, where we struggle with. And a lot of that translates into why we hang on to things, why we wear certain things, why we keep things, why it's hard to let go, et cetera, et cetera. So what I decided to do, uh, talk about cringy. But I'm going to just give lay it all out there. I'm going to let you guys know because I'm doing a podcast. Not everyone follows me on social media. I don't put a ton out there on social media, but I'm going to just let you know where I'm coming from. I'm very, probably pretty average when it comes to my size. I'm 5'6". I wear a size 12. I'm not going to tell you my weight, but I am a curvier girl. So I have the boobs, the butt. I've had them since I was in third grade. So I've had these issues my whole life. And a lot of times when you're on the curvier side, um, it doesn't just mean you have like the boobs and the butt, but you also have the midsection and the thighs and, you know, all of the wonderful stuff that comes along with that. And people, for a lot of us, we have gone out in the world and, and you know, people will talk about our bodies and that's not what this is intended to be whatsoever. But the reason I'm telling you it is because I know it's so connected to our wardrobe, to our clothing, and again, why we keep stuff. So I'm, I'm going to tough love talk us through this because I'm also, you know, talking to myself and um, but also just want you to know I am not coming from a place where, you know, I'm some fashionista who has this great body and just everything looks wonderful on me. Because sometimes so every once in a while and I follow a lot of fashion people, sometimes I feel like I'm getting advice from someone that's like, you have no idea. You have no clue <laughs> whatsoever. 
Um, and so I'm going to be gentle when, when addressing some of those issues. So um, this is a little bit more than just, you know, declutter these 10 items from your wardrobe. I understand, again, as a professional organizer, the emotional attachment, the all of the attachments that we have to our wardrobes and to our personal style. And again, it's our personal style. And so I'm not here to, to you know, bash on that for anybody. But that being said, um, as a lot of you know, speaking of social media, I don't love social media. I don't post a ton on social media. Um, but I do have a member only group. I recently did post a video just of my closet, my own personal closet. It's not something I guess I should put that stuff out there in social media land, but it's really something that I just kind of want to save at this moment for um, my listeners and for my listeners who are really invested in this podcast. So if you are interested in joining and being part of that group, there's a link, the Buy Me a Coffee link, or if you want to learn more on how to join, it's nine bucks a month and it's a Facebook group. It's member only and there's almost like a vetting process of going through. I do want someone who, again, is a is an invested listener in this podcast to be a member. I don't want to open to the general public. But again, you can join on the link or you can email me at oneorganizedmama at gmail.com and I'll help you. There's a few steps that you have to go through to get in there. And um, so anyway, I if you guys want me to share more videos or show more of my home, how I do things, I'm happy to do it. Just put a shout out on the the Facebook group and um, I will oblige. Okay, getting started. Number one, let's talk about anything that is stained or torn. Guys, I want you to go through as quickly as possible, do a quick inventory, spend about like one second per item and go through and just flip through. And if it's stained or torn, out it goes. If it is stained, especially like a t-shirt or something like that, it can be repurposed in your home. Cut it up, use it as dust claws around your home. Um, If it's something that you just know you're not going to take the time to repair or it's irreparable, then it's time to toss it. So decide if it's worthy of being donated or if it just needs to be tossed completely. Um, But this is something that, you know, think about it. We get into the habit and sometimes we collect things. We don't even realize, like we'll put a shirt on and do a once over in the mirror before we leave the house. And then we notice like, oh, shoot, that has a stain in it. And what do we do? We rip it off real quick, throw something else on. And that stained item a lot of times ends up in the laundry bin and kind of gets like washed and hung and dried and put back up into our closet. We forget that that's a stained item. So this is something that's really good. Go through all those drawers, go through the closet and just remove all of those items. And the same thing, like I said, if it is torn. I mean, are you really going to go buy a patch or a needle and thread kit? and uh, do it. But some of the items, again, t-shirts, sweaters. So the weather is changing right now. And if you are in a climate where you're starting to wear sweaters, it's probably a good idea to go through. You know, sometimes sweaters get that like kind of crunchy feel too. And it makes them more susceptible to kind of getting snagged. And um, you may just want to give them a once over. And I, (laughs) I always say anything white, jeans, shorts, shirts. I am notorious. I, my husband is like, why do you even wear white? Why do you even bother? I will stain every white piece of clothing I have at some point. Maybe I'm staining the others. I just can't see them. I just notice them on the white, but I just know I white, anything white in my wardrobe is very short lived. Okay. Moving on to number two shoes. Guys, if you went hiking and you wore some tennis, tennis shoes and you came in and they're still sitting somewhere in your house caked with mud or dirt, it's time to let them go. You didn't clean them. They've been sitting there. They're super dirty. Let them go. The same goes for like heels. Anything that is broken, anything that's beyond, you can't just take a little cloth and buff it out. If it's really scuffed up bad, I have been the biggest offender of this. This is 
so embarrassing, but like I have worn heels to where it's like the, the little plastic part falls off the heel and it's like the metal part. And a lot of that's just saying, and I, I kind of just this, like who, who's going to see the bottom of my shoes? People see the bottom of your shoes. And I would have people point it out to me. And I was like, eventually, I don't know what this was. I think part of it is when I've, you know, had careers where, uh, for instance, in real estate, shoes on in, in the desert heat when you're walking on pavement and stuff, they don't last super long. And I am a bargain girl when it comes to my clothes. I'm always looking for a bargain. I rarely uh, pay for anything, uh, full price on anything. I'm always buying everything on sale or with a coupon. Um, so I don't, it's not like I buy super high quality stuff. And so this has definitely been in the shoe department. And it wasn't until I started noticing on other people that I was like, oh, yikes. Yeah, that looks bad. And so I'm just more conscientious about our shoes. Our shoes get scuffed up in the car. They get scuffed up in a lot of different places. So it's a good idea just to look. And really, I mean, if you it doesn't matter how cute your outfit outfit looks, if you have some really not awesome shoes on, some shoes that are dirty, scuffed up, it will ruin your entire look. So really, are you gonna are you gonna wear those? No, likely not. Go ahead and toss. Okay, number three. Oh I'm gonna get super, I'm gonna totally embarrass myself on this one. Ill-fitting underwear bras or undergarments. Okay. Again, I am a big boob kind of girl. So if you are out there and you are similar to me, maybe you understand because I'm definitely fall into this, that if I find a good bra, that's like good. I mean, it it doesn't make me look bigger than I should. It, it, gives me the right coverage. I can wear under t-shirts. I'm not showing too much. I'm not looking too provocative because I think a lot of people don't realize like sometimes like you have to find this balance between not looking so provocative and showing so much, but then if you cover up too much, it really makes you look bigger than what you really are. So it's always finding that fine line and especially with undergarments with bras. So if I find a bra that I like, I will keep it for an eternity. I will wear that bra for the rest of its life until it is falling apart on me. As long as it's still fitting good. I mean, obviously I've had pregnancies and different things like that, but I will not get rid of a good bra. Now, have I made the mistake, as many have, of I know my bra size and I'll go into a department store and I'll just pick one up and then I don't try it on because I know my size. And even though in my head, I'm like, I've never worn this brand before. It could be different. I take it home. I wear it. It doesn't work for me. Instead of returning it, it gets shoved into the back of my drawer because I think, oh, I'll wear it at some point. It doesn't look maybe great for this type of shirt, but maybe I'll wear it when I wear a blazer or a sweater. Well, what happens is it just gets shoved into the back of our drawers And then I realized I'm never going to wear it. And I hate getting rid of it because bras are expensive. And so I just don't want to get rid of it. So I make myself every once in a while get rid of usually the newer bras that I bought but don't wear so that I can stick with my uh, tried and true ones that just never fail me. So, but go through and see uh, what is working for you and what isn't. But also as far as underwear, okay, here is where I have been the biggest offender ever. (laughs) And it is with VPL. You know what VPL is, visible panty line. And this is something that I blame on growing up like super poor. So I grew up Like I was that kid, like if I look back at family photos that, you know, the little footy pajamas that had like the zipper, they were like made of that weird material that's not even super comfortable. They're kind of itchy inside. Well, when those started to like my feet started to grow, all my mother would do was cut off our feet. And she does not just for me, but my siblings too. And pajamas are expensive, right? Completely respect that. But we wore those pajamas until the cutoff feet were like mid-calf and the arms were like 
three quarter length sleeves on us. I mean, it, up until it was like up in our in our cracks, like we wore those things because that's what we had. Like pajamas had to last a long time. I swear, <laughs> I have taken that experience from being a poor little kid and has imprinted my brain. So it is hard for me to get rid of underwear. So if I've spent some money on underwear and I know it's expensive, then I will wear it because I paid a lot of money for it. And it's not certainly something you can donate by any means. Please don't donate used underwear, by the way. Um, but it is something that I'm like, I'm, I bought it, spent good money on it, and I'm going to wear it. And I will wear those suckers to like, they're like absolutely disintegrated. <laughs> TMI, I know. But again, I think it's something that this is kind of a recent change for me. And again, it has to do with probably being in a more professional industry. I have to, in real estate, dress up. I have to make sure a lot of, of pants, like business type pants and skirts, you know, I have to be conscientious of the undergarments that I have underneath. So I've made a switch into investing in a more kind of shapewear. I've realized the beauty of shapewear. There's a lot of different options out there. I know it's pricey. I know it's expensive. But again, Miss Bargain Shopper here, you can find that stuff on sale. You just kind of have to keep your eye out for it and stuff, but it does go on sale and invest in it. And it's even if it's just the, the underwear part. And so I've made myself a new deal. And this has been like, like recent, like 18 months, two years that I've made this change when I buy new stuff. So if I'm like, ooh, sale. So say I'll buy like five new pair of just like good, good underwear that are proper and don't show through my clothing. And I make myself get rid of five pair that are just, just looking really sad. So again, kind of a new thing, super, super embarrassing. But again, I'm just sharing because I know I'm not the only one out there that makes these mistakes. So again, just like dirty shoes or broken heels and that kind of thing, if if you can just elevate your wardrobe, your your outfit by just wearing the proper undergarments underneath. I mean, we all know like the poor celebrities. I mean, to be a celebrity, man, you have to have like nerves of steel. But like if you see a celebrity in a tabloid or whatever on social media, and they are wearing improper undergarments, man, it is like splash all over the media and stuff. And so but you you it, it, it's kind of a lesson to all of us. It does show that like wearing the proper undergarments does make or break an outfit. So go through and call through that underwear and bra drawer like now. <laughs> okay, moving on to number four, anything I want you to go through and anything that emphasizes a part of your body that you don't want emphasized, toss it. Okay, I'm gonna give you another super embarrassing story. Again, just so you guys can relate. So again, being a big busted girl, I realize that I have to be careful with horizontal stripes across my chest. Even if I think it looks good, sometimes depending on how I'm standing or how I'm presenting myself, it all and, and this is an area where I'm definitely proud of. I mean, I'm I'm I don't hate my body, but sometimes when it's giving other people the impression of like, holy smokes. And I had this happen a few years back. A really cute top that I loved. It was black with white stripes that went across the breast area. And I was taking a group photo with some friends and someone commented on how large I looked in the photo, how large my boobs looked in the photo. And I was like mortified. And I looked at the photo and you know what? As mean of a comment as that was, they were right. And it was embarrassing. And it just was as simple as I just was wearing a shirt that just didn't emphasize me properly. And so I went ahead and I donated that shirt. It was still in great condition. I, I'm not going to like kind of miss that shirt. It was super comfy. I thought it looked flattering when I put it on. But then I just realized that like it was emphasizing something that I didn't want to emphasize on my body. And I've made this mistake in a lot of ways. Again, being kind of on the quote unquote thicker side, I have to be very conscious of my midsection. I have thicker thighs. 
thicker calves. Now I have thicker arms, you know, just age and stuff. I honestly do like my body. I'm not trying to be critical, high, you know, hypercritical or shaming my body. I, I like myself. I like my body size, my body shape, but I do have to be very conscientious. And I know a lot of people out there can relate to this, no matter what size you are. You know, even I have friends out there that are um, thin and they have certain areas of their body that they don't want to emphasize so much. So they have to be very careful on how they dress or what they wear. So one example of that, I've um, had a lot of friends who remember when the low-rise jeans were a thing and I had that conversation with girlfriends who were like, yeah, I can't wear them. I don't normally have a muffin top, but they give me a muffin top. So if just kind of being aware of where certain clothing hits you in your body and what it might be emphasizing, um, we're all we can all do a selfie sometimes not just looking in the mirror, but kind of doing a selfie helps um, kind of see a perspective of, of what we look like to other people. That's always something that's helpful. So if you have something that oh, you're just not so sure about, take a take a photo of yourself, take a full body photo and just see what other people are seeing when you wear that item. Maybe sometimes again, it's just as simple as putting the right type of garment. But if it's like that shirt that I wore, then it might be time to just go ahead and get rid of it. Because you know what, again, part of personal style is just also feeling comfortable and comfortable in what you wear, and not feeling self conscious about things. So Let's let's make life easy on ourselves on how our dress. And so if it's emphasizing a part of your body that you don't want emphasized, let it go. Moving on to number five. Let's talk about something someone gave you, but you don't wear it or plan on ever wearing it. First and foremost, who are these people that buy clothes for other people? I do not buy clothes for anybody. We do a pajama gift exchange that I've been trying to shut down for years with my kids. And this is the reason why. It's one thing <laughs> when I'm buying clothing for my children because I am their mother and I know what their size is, or I'm not embarrassed to ask their size. They're not embarrassed to tell me their size. But now that my children have gotten older, we have some in-laws in the in the picture. And I, again, obviously, I'm not ashamed of my size. I'm putting it out there for in podcast, you know, land, but not everybody is like that. And so I'm always mortified with the pajama exchange that my kids still want to do because my kids want to carry on. (laughs) I know it's sweet, but they want to carry on some of these childhood traditions into eternity in perpetuity. And so um, the pajama exchange thing is something they still want to do. Well, guess who gets stuck like having to find out everyone's size? I do. And it's always a little bit of an embarrassing conversation because I don't want to just assume somebody's size. I don't necessarily want them to assume mine. So I'm the one stuck having those like awkward conversations with everybody of like, so so so-and-so drew your name. What's your size? What size pajamas would you like? Hate it absolutely hate it. But uh, my kids still love this tradition and it's one that they keep on going. So let's talk about when someone does give you something. Maybe it wasn't something that you asked for. One time I did get a beautiful, it was actually very sweet sweater from someone who had gone to Scotland and they saw a lovely cardigan, navy blue with a very large squirrel collecting acorns um, knitted right on the front of it. And it was very sweet. Um, It really was. But it also made me wonder like, when have they ever seen me wear something like this before? Just not even close to my style. But I know it was something that meant a lot to them. And so it's always that tricky thing, right? So I kept that in my closet probably a little too long. Again, like sometimes linens can get a little crunchy um, or like wool sweaters, they can get a little crunchy and susceptible. I kind of kept it until it was that crunchiness. So I wish I would have actually given it away and donated it a few years before. And that way somebody could have probably gotten some really great use out of that sweater. It was actually very cute, just not my style. So I, again, appreciated it, was very gracious about accepting the gift 
But just because someone has gifted you with something doesn't need, mean you need to keep it forever. So donate it. Donate it. One person's trash is another person's treasure. We live in a day and age, I mean, from small towns to big cities, there are so many secondhand shops. My daughter is like the queen of secondhand shopping. She would love to find some of the cool stuff out there that maybe someone gave to you, not quite your thing. I guarantee you there's someone out there that will absolutely love it. So donate it. All right. Number six, sentimental items. So this is something that's a little bit different than just if someone gave you something. I like to give the example of my very sweet client out there. Her name is Randy, and I worked with Randy for four years, and I helped Randy um, help her parents downsize from their large home. And over a four-year period, she did end up losing both of her parents, And Randy was a genius. It was such an honor to help her go through because her parents were incredible, incredible pillars of the community. And she kept some items that were really, really cool, Um, had a lot of history, not just family history, but like history, history behind. Like her father was a uh, World War II pilot, so she kept his jacket and what she did with some of the items, she had a, a very large walk-in closet. Not all of us are so blessed, but she was able to get one of those, some of the the um, mannequin, like the mannequin busts, and then just display his jacket and then a beautiful um, stole from her mother. So think like 1950s, 1940s, 1950s um, time frame where, you know, very kind of classic dress. So those were a couple of items that she displayed very beautifully. I learned so much from Randy and she had the most creative ideas with honoring and displaying. But you know what Randy did not do? She did not keep everything. She was very conscientious about what had a value to maybe not her to the family. She was incredibly generous. So if it didn't have necessarily value to her, then she had a very systematic process where she would give it to a family member. And we were talking like not just children, but grandchildren and even great-grandchildren. And I actually, their family was from Michigan, so I actually flew with her to help distribute a lot of the items. And it was a really, really great experience, probably one of my all-time favorite organizing experiences and clients. I'm still friends with Randy. But again, I learned a lot on how to really honor those items. You don't keep everything, um, but what you do keep, you definitely want to to honor that in, in whatever way that you can. And you can get super creative with how you do that. There's a lot of ways to display things. But I know that this is something that can be very emotional. Um, uh, We keep things for a lot of different reasons. Maybe it's a a special occasion, like this was something that we wore when maybe we met our spouse, or this is when we found out that we were expecting our first child. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why we keep certain things. It's okay to keep it if you're using it, if you're wearing it, if you are, again, displaying it, honoring it. But I'm here to tell you, and I've said this many times, if you get rid of the item, it does not get rid of the memory, period. It doesn't. I promise you it doesn't. And I have walked through this with so many clients as a professional organizer, super, super common um, to go through. In fact, probably one of the biggest areas, and if other professional organizers are listening to this, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, where we're really walking through this with our clients. So if this is something you are struggling with and you perhaps have a lot of items, number one, no, super, super common. You are you are the norm for sure. It's it's really hard for people to get rid of sentimental items. And some of those examples are not just loved from loved ones who have passed, but perhaps, again, special occasions, um, maternity, pregnancy, baby-related items. This is something that is probably the second most common behind holding on to items from people who have passed away. The baby, the maternity. And I get this. Like, I have three children and my children 
A big reason why my children have a big age spread between them is because I have had a few pregnancy losses. So my journey was a lot longer than a lot of people's journey to have children. And so I kept things. I I was pretty pragmatic about it. I will say I kept things because I was still on that journey of having a baby um, or hoping to have another baby. And uh, I always wanted three and I was blessed to to make it to three. I'm, I'm incredibly eternally grateful for that. But I know that that journey doesn't look the same for everyone. Very, very aware of that. But that's something too. Um, that is a great thing to walk through with someone that can understand that whether it be a professional organizer or whether that be a very respectful and kind family, <clears throat> excuse me, family member or friend. So you want to find someone just to help give you some support if these are some of the items that you're finding that you are really struggling letting go of. Definitely find some support on that. But I do have a really quick funny story on that to leave you that one uh, or to leave on a funny note on that one. Um, <laughs> we have a friend who newly single and dating and um, he had an experience um, that he was dating a girl and, you know, they were, you know, in a committed relationship, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, he realized um, that when um, she was getting ready for bed, she would put on these t-shirts and they were men's, men's clothes. And so he kind of went, huh. And so she said, oh, you you may be wondering about this. These are my (laughs) ex-husband's. I wear my ex-husband's clothes to bed. And so maybe somebody that could use the help of a supportive friend or family member to just kind of help her walk through some of that too. So if you find maybe that you struggle, just know the struggle is actually very, very common. So definitely something that a lot of people go through. All right. Number seven, past trends. Okay. My, here's my thought on this. Okay. First and foremost, I I like to follow a lot of fashion people and hear their, um, their opinion on what's trending. And just, you know, like I said, I, I, I feel like a wardrobe should be like living, almost like a living and breathing thing. It should be keeping up with your lifestyle, keeping up with where you are in life, keeping up with your, with your season of life, keeping up with your body type, with your weight, with your size. It's something that should always be sort of evolving. It shouldn't just be stuck. But sometimes these trends, we do kind of get stuck. And again, I've I've been certainly guilty of some of these. One of them, and I, I'm always confused about this one. I don't know if you guys are too, but florals and animal prints. I feel like they're like every year they're like in, out, in, out. And then I can't remember like, are they in or out? But here is what I I think. Like if you bought something just because it was a trend, then just maybe try that thing on. Is it still working for you? Is it still giving you the, the, you know, are you still putting out what you want to put out there is I guess what I'm trying to say. Um, Also, doesn't look good on you. Is it flattering? Again, the reason I gave you guys my size is because let's talk about florals for a second or anything that's a print. Not every print, every floral is the same, even by garment by garment. So if I am buying something that is a floral or has a print, I am trying that sucker on before I make the purchase. I've learned this the hard way where I am making sure that those prints or those flowers, or whatever they are, are not falling again in any area that I want emphasized. (laughs) Learn that the hard way. So if if it's something that again, you bought because it was kind of trending, it was fun, by all means, try it on. Is it still working for you? If it's not, it's okay to let it go. Um, the other thing on, where are my like Gen X babies out there? Did you guys notice the trend with the fluorescent colors? I guess it's like been like the past 18 months, a trend I super wanted to jump on. I just couldn't pull the trigger on any of it. It just felt very like, let's leave this for the younger generation. But then I saw people my age who could 
totally pull it off and I was super jealous about it. But like, it was like so 1994 and I was super, super excited to kind of see that come back. But you definitely, even though it's a trend, you want to make sure again that it's working for you. If it's not, let it go. Um, let's talk about anything chunky. I want you to go into your jewelry. I want you to go into your shoes. I want you to go into your accessories. And I want you to reevaluate those chunky items. Are they still working for you? Because sometimes chunky is in and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like the delicate pieces and et cetera, et cetera. And those chunky loafers are just there. You bought them because everyone else is wearing for them wearing them for a while but then you just realize like I just I don't these aren't working for me but you ain't hung on to them if they're not working it's time to let it go so again go in if it's still working for you by all means it looks good on you again you like the vibe that you're putting out there by all means keep it but if it's not time to let it go okay this is one thing I think like guys this this le- this trend like this train trend left the station like a long time ago and I still see people wear it. So it's just a personal pet peeve. Um it's the punch out cutout shirts. Like I why are people still wearing those? And you guys know what I'm talking about. It's like the shirt, like the cute little top but then it has like the bare shoulders, like little cutouts with the bare shoulders. No, those I I did jump on that. I had a couple that were cute. I I'm just in the camp to say, let those go. I mean, they're, they're like kind of two, three years ago, they they're starting to even as I see people wear them, they're starting to even look a little dated in my not so humble opinion. And lastly, (laughs) speaking of trends, have you guys followed the PSL look? And if you don't know what the PSL look the pumpkin spice latte look or pumpkin spice latte girls. It's super talk about trending. It's trending, but not in a good way on social media right now. And this is like the fall look, right? This is like the wide brimmed hats, the infinity scarves, the, you know, really kind of oversized clothing with the cute boots, kind of maybe the chunkier boots. And a lot of people could pull this off, but apparently this is now getting to the point where this trend is becoming a meme. And I think if it starts to become a meme, it's time to mix it up a little bit. Now, again, the fashion people that I follow and kind of, you know, like their advice, what they're saying is, don't worry, you don't have to completely get rid of everything, but just mix and match your wardrobe up a little bit. But the PSL look is on its way out. And now, and I'm probably like secretly loving it because I this is a look I could not pull off. In fact, I tried it last year. (laughs) I have purchased a like rust orange kind of oversized sweater and I paired it with a really cute like knee length skirt and then wore some knee high boots that were like this brown color. I thought I was rocking it. I was like, oh, I have this fall look down. I went into my office and it, I don't know what it was, but I felt like everyone kind of looked at me with like one raised eyebrow. So I realized like I got a little self-conscious and I thought, ooh, I'm I'm not pulling this off like I thought I was. And I think what I did, again, being kind of on the, you know, thicker side, I think I just went a little, I can't wear too much big stuff. I have to do the proportion thing. So if I wear like a I have to be conscious of wearing a larger top and what I pair it with on the bottom because otherwise I can come off looking bigger and kind of boxy. So if I wear like a um, bigger bottom, I have to kind of pare it down on the top. Otherwise, I just look like this big clunky just mess walking around. And I think that's what I did. So I might just be um, hating on this trend because I couldn't pull it off personally. But Congrats to those who did, because quite honestly, I thought it was actually kind of cute. All right, so moving on to number eight. These are the things that don't look good on anyone. And I'm I'm really on most anyone. These are things that really, I mean, okay, so I'm going to go through, and it, I, I just have three of them. And if you, if you really are convinced, like, no, 
I look fantastic in that, then who am I to say? Keep wearing it. You you do you. But first and foremost, low-rise jeans. I talked about this just a few minutes ago, but if you are still keeping on, keeping those low-rise jeans, I'm telling you, like I said, I heard it from my super fit, super skinny girlfriends when these were trending, and none of them really stuck with this trend. They went to, to mid-rise, even some of them went to high-rise because it was making everyone have a muffin top. Now, and I, I, I don't even know if these are being sold as much as they were a few years ago, but certainly someone like me, <laughs> I think I maybe, I honestly think I tried them on. Thank goodness. I don't think I actually bought any, but um, I mean, like it was almost ridiculous when I would try them on because I was like, who am I kidding here? But low rise jeans, they don't work for most people. So if you have a pair or if you try them on, sit down in them. Again, maybe take a selfie full body, see what they're doing for you. And if just not working for you, time to toss. The other thing that really, and this is something I really think that does actually age you quite a bit, and it just doesn't look that flattering on almost anybody, and it's capris. The thing about a lot of the capris is that they cut you off in like weird part on your lower leg, like it's usually mid calf. And what happens is it just throws your proportions off a little bit. I am somebody again, being on the curvier side, my thing is I'm always trying to elongate parts of my body, especially my bottom half, try to elongate that. So what I like instead is I love the above ankle pants. So that's that's a length I hope never goes out of style. If it does, I'm probably hanging on to mine forever because I actually feel like it really does elongate my body. So it's kind of covers up what is sort of the thicker part of my leg. And what's emphasized is the smaller part of my leg, which is the ankle area. And then I can pair it with like a cute pointy flat or like a heel or a pump and it kind of elongates the bottom part of my body. You don't get that effect with a capri. A capri will cut you off and just kind of shorten you. And even again, I've seen it on a lot of different body types. It just doesn't look good on most body types. It just kind of makes us look a little, a little frumpy dumpy. And the other thing that doesn't work for most people, if anyone, is also a three-quarter length sleeve. It has the same thing, same effect going on that happens when it comes to a capri. And it cuts us off like in the middle of our arm. What another, what a, a, a good trick is to just buy a full length sleeve and then push the sleeve up just beyond your wrist. And again, we want the look to to elongate our arms and to um, emphasize the smallest part of our arm, which is our wrist. So that is something that I've learned, a little trick that I've learned over the years is emphasize the smaller part of your legs and your arms in order to kind of give you a, a little bit more of a lean, elongated look. And it's also really cute. I like, you know, putting like a bracelet on or something to kind of emphasize that area, but just barely push it beyond your wrist, but definitely avoid the three quarter length sleeve because it really truly doesn't look great on anybody. Again, put it, put it on your shirt with your capris. Really? Is that the vibe you want to be putting out there? I'm just saying. Okay, moving on before I get in trouble. Um, anything that ages you. And I don't care what age you are. If you are in your 20s or you are in your 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, there are different things that will either age us by making us look older or age us also by making us look younger, but not necessarily looking younger is a good thing. Even like I said, even if you're in your 20s and 30s, sometimes you can wear things that you think are making you look younger, but maybe are really kind of coming off as a little bit ridiculous. And so if you have some of those items, I definitely encourage you try them on. And again, take a really good look at yourself, maybe get the opinion of someone trusted that would be respectful and ask them, 
does this make me look too long, too young? Does this make me look like maybe I'm trying a little too hard? And it, I'm not going to get into all of the different things that that could be because it could be a variety and it could be different for everybody else. But by all means, sometimes I feel like women, as we start to creep up into our 40s, coming up into our 50s sometimes, it's like, all right, we've just given up and we'll just go blousey on everything and just it's too hard. Our bodies are changing. Our, we have everything kind of changing going on in our lives. And I'm just saying, just don't, don't completely give in, the, give in yet. Again, when your body changes, just like when you went from your 20s into your 30s, et cetera, you know, maybe having children and stuff, our bodies are always kind of changing and evolving and your wardrobe should too. So don't just completely throw in the towel and go full, you know, full boxy blousey. Like I don't, I don't care. It's all about comfort. I'm just saying, give it a little bit more thought, give it a little consideration. And you would be surprised. There are a lot of different options out there. Again, we live in a day and age where things are so much more accessible to us. We have, you know, you don't even have to spend a ton of money. You can go to secondhand shops and, there's a lot of options online. Um, I'm a big fan of Stitch Fix. I like the fact that I can, it just works for me. I can try things on in the comfort of my own home. I like that I will try on things that I wouldn't have necessarily picked out for myself in a store. So I like that someone else has have suggested it for me. And I've been kind of surprised, you know, the older that I get that I can still kind of feel like I look in style, even though, you know, 50 is right around the corner for me. So you don't just have to completely give up. So be aware of like prints, colors, trends that might age you in one direction or the other. Again, try those things on. All right. Last thing, crappy workout clothes and pajamas. Okay. Let's talk about this for a second. Now, if you're the person is like, hey, I I get my workout in, I don't care what I look like, and I am on my program and I am making progress. I am not trying to stop you whatsoever. This part is not for you. But and and by the way, good job. But if you are someone like me who <laughs> It's going to the gym or getting a workout in is not your favorite part of the day. Consider kind of elevating your workout clothes a little bit because I know from personal experience that if I show up at the gym and I feel like frumpy dumpy and I glance at myself in the mirror and I'm wearing some baggy old sweats and an old, you know, t-shirt or something, I'm going to probably cut my workout short and like head out of there because especially if I feel like everyone around me looks super cute. Just being honest again. So there are so many options and this is something that's actually, you don't have to spend a ton of money doing. I just like cute little t-shirts. There are so many t-shirts that you can pick up at Walmart, at Target that are inexpensive. You know, some of the like band t-shirts or like the funky funny. This is where you can be a little bit more creative. You can even be a little bit more youthful if you want, whatever, be a little bit more. I love the Zella leggings and I have them in like, I've collected them in like a rainbow of colors. And for some reason, I'm not usually like a super bright color wearing person, but I love those leggings so much. Um, and they're called Zella, Z-E-L-L-A. Love them. And they last forever and they come in I just like how they fit my body and um, they're fun to just kind of like throw a cute little t-shirt on over it, go for a walk, go to the gym, go hit a class, whatever. And it's just better when you feel kind of cute. It's a little bit more motivating. The other thing can be said for pajamas. Now I have learned this the hard way. Again, we were like the poor kids in our family. Like we, you heard my pajama, poor little pajama story. So I thought pajamas were just like whatever clothes to throw throw on yourself to go to bed. I have learned over the years, and it's actually through some of my cousins. So my aunts and my cousins are all like cute pajama people. So when I've gone shopping with them over the years, I have learned that 
You can pick up really cute pajamas and again, be soup as cute as you want with it. Like who cares if you break all the rules when it comes to your pajamas, but just have some fun with them. And there's something to be said. A lot of them are really um, comfortable. A lot of them are really cute. Um, and they're way more accessible than I had ever realized before. So you can go to Marshall's, TJ Maxx, Ross, whatever. There are almost always some cute PJs on the clearance racks in there. Um, same thing like with Costco, like I'll walk by the Costco PJ table and um, recently picked out some really cute ones that are like the most comfortable things ever. <laughs> they break all the rules, they're capris, but who cares? Who cares when you're wearing some PJs? But again, just something to kind of maybe treat yourself a little bit and maybe, you know, just elevate your experience when getting ready for bed or going to the gym. So again, getting rid of all those crappy clothes that you wear and just, you know, repurpose them, cut them up, use them as dust dust claws or cleaning claws or something around your house. So anyway, I am close to running out of time on this. I thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for letting me put myself out there. I cannot believe I'm going to hit publish on this episode. I want to crawl under my bed real quick and just cringe a slow death because I'm, but you know what? I am putting it out there because I know that ultimately what I'm trying to do is just connect with you and help you. Because again, like I said, I've been there. I've helped so many people go through their wardrobes, go through those closets. I've been there myself and I know how hard it can be. I know how difficult it can be. So hopefully this has motivated you and inspired you grab that bag, go through your wardrobe, spend 10 to 15 minutes, put on some good music, a good podcast, a timer, whatever, and just do a quick inspection of your wardrobe and call it out. I promise you, if you keep your wardrobe up, it will be a lot more fun and motivating to get dressed in the morning. You deserve it. You should treat yourself. Let's not just have a ton of clothes in there for just the sake of having clothes. And again, if you are interested in connecting more, definitely consider joining my member-only Facebook group. Reach out to me if you have any questions. Thank you guys for listening and until next time.